I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to The Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Okay, so welcome to today's episode of the Foyne Jones Show. It's a special day at Foyne Jones Towers, isn't it, Callum? It is. It's a very special day. It's a very special day. It's a wet day. It's a dark day. But the world has brightened up, Dina, because you've walked into the offices. Dina Vaisman, welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. How are you? Hi. Um, I'm very good, thank you. Just wanted to say thank you so much for having me today. And it's a pleasure to record the podcast it's been great to get you on, Dina, because I've I've known you and Mike for for a long time, and and I've watched the Wonder Build story from the beginning to where it is now. But we're going to give you an opportunity now to talk about the company, talk about yourself, talk about what you're up to when you're at work and when you're not at work, and you know share share some advice and some words of encouragement with all of our listeners. You ready for that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's begin. I think, Callum, by just just getting an understanding. I, I know I know you. I know the company. But let's just give you give you the audience and just talk us through your background, Dina. So um, our background, my background, and Mike's background. Originally, we come from um, different countries, and we met uh, on the first day of college. Me and Mike, so that was roughly 10 years ago. Wow. Since then, we have been good friends, very, very close friends. And then, um, so what happened when we've, uh, Mike has um, finished his MBA and uh, I have um, done my master degree. So uh, when we've, you know, when we were all done with our degrees, we were trying to find a job. And Mike's career aspirations were to work for some major finance corporation. And uh, mine was to work for private banking. So because we couldn't land the job that we desired, really, um, we didn't want to settle for any less, Mm. anything less. And pretty much that around that time, my father suggested that we utilize our family relationships with the uh, management of Technical Corporation and start selling their products in the UK. So, um, so if you can imagine, um, I just wanted to take you through the way we started the business. So if you can imagine um, two people who are just fresh out of the universities with no work experience, with no industry connections, with no or little product knowledge with English being the foreign language and with um, absolutely zero knowledge of anything else, um, just fresh out, fresh graduates. You can, you probably cannot imagine a worse starting point no. for, for anyone. I'm going I'm to I'm stop, stop you there actually, Dina. So, so first of all, I want to go back to something that's really interesting. You, you and Mike met on the first day of college. That's right. Yeah. Where was the college? It was Ballerby's College. It was in Greenwich. So you met you met in a college in South East London in Greenwich, and during that first meeting, the first conversations, would you ever have expected that you'd be still working together, doing what you're doing today? Because that's just that's surreal in itself, isn't it? I think it is surreal, but I think no. Answering your question, we never had any thoughts of doing anything together, mm. working together, because it was just. 
we were very very fresh in London we were yeah. um, just young students um, and I guess all of our hopes were just to sort of get us successfully through the college and then get us successfully through our masters and MBAs and then obviously um, somehow figure things out later which I guess all the other students yeah. are trying to figure out. Yeah, and and, and, and we're going to give you some. You guess you've had some challenges to overcome. You you've you've ch- you've overcome the you know the, the the beginning of your career. So you know, do I turn right? Do I turn left? What does the future hold? You, you've quite openly said you've had zero business knowledge in terms of actually going out into the into the cold face of the real world. The product knowledge and the industry knowledge is missing at this moment in time. And English is a second language, or third language, or fourth language. You speak quite a few languages, don't you? Yes, I do. You do. How many do you speak? I think four. Last four. time I counted, yeah. it was four. I mean, I speak English badly and really bad Spanish, but that, that's me, do you know? So, uh, you know, Callum speaks a bit of Spanish, don't you? But, uh, yeah, you're, you're the linguist in the room, Dina. You're the linguist in the room. So, so I'm, I'm, loving this, I'm loving this timeline because one of the things I love it when I guests do this on the show is... Is, is bringing to life the, 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 real, the real challenges we face to, to make something happen. You, you, you've not gone for the corporate career, maybe because you didn't land the job or, or maybe because it wasn't meant to be, but you've started something. And I, I remember quite fondly the very beginning of the journey, but that, that doesn't even go into any detail of the challenges you face. So let's go back to, to yourself and Mike. Zero knowledge, zero product knowledge, no industry experience, lots of enthusiasm, a belief to, to make something happen. Over to you, Dina. Keep going. I'm enjoying it. Um, basically, we just, um, when we started, we didn't really have any expectations. We just had this obsession, the crazy obsession of making this, um, you know, a success and taking it all off. So um, all we've done is we've done all sorts of um, jobs within the company. So because it was the two of us at the beginning, um, we have gone through different uh, jobs, as you can imagine. And um, and then <clears throat> also back then, what we um, have done is we literally sat down in the car 24-7, me and Mike, and drove throughout the country to um to generate some sales and back then it was the time i guess when we realized how beautiful is our country by our country i mean the uk and also um how actually hard and difficult is a job of a sales um rep or a salesperson on the road so from then we sort of um sort of realized these two things and uh, I guess by driving 24-7 throughout the country, we started generating um, sales. Fantastic. Fantastic. And that leads us to where we are now. We're going to come on to the Wonder, Wonder Build story because you're going to talk to me about where it began, you know, where it really began, where them sales come from, where the, where the company is now, perhaps what the future is. But I really want to focus a little bit on, on the business itself, all right? 
tell me the history of the name Dina, because this has been a secret, hasn't it, for a while, and you're gonna you're gonna share this with us now, aren't you? Look, you're smiling, you're excited. Oh, is this a Foyne Jones show exclusive? It's a Foyne Jones show exclusive, I believe. Um, I'm not sure whether it's exclusive or not, but yes, no. that's true. It's the, an exclusive, that the fact Dina. It's, it's an exclusive. It is, yeah, I guess it is because a lot of people were questioning the name. They were saying that the name is um, interesting if we want to put it in a very politically correct way. So um, so the actual name comes from, um, there is actually a story behind that. Good. So me and Mike, we were always um, quite inspired by great achievers of the past. And in particularly of Cornelius Vanderbilt, who was the American business magnate who built his wealth in railroads and shipping. Yeah. So uh, when we were trying to come up with a name, it was Mike's idea to take to pick his surname and actually sort of adapt it to what we will be doing. So there is, um, you know, there is a lot of sense in that and there is a lot of hope in that as well. So it's um Well there's a lot of hope when the West was won. You know, when you, if you look at that if you look at that journey, I know my Westerns, I know a little bit of my American history, believe it or not. I read I read quite a lot of the fiction there. Um but looking at the way that railway and it transformed the states as there are now, there is a there's a powerful story there. Um but for you to pick that and then turn that into into your own company name and I guess a little bit of the vision because there is there is a great achiever there, there is desire, there is determination. And and you've shown that by, by jumping in the car and travelling up and down the country, haven't you? So that's the history of the name, is it? It is the full history of the, the name. Yes, there is nothing the there is nothing more left than that. And uh, I guess everyone who is still was still questioning where does the name come from, um, it's quite clear for them now. So they understand um our vision and our logic behind the Fantastic. name and we are quite actually we are quite proud of the name so i guess by um by now people are used to our interesting name dina wonderbuild welcome to the foreign jones show Dina, it's been brilliant to get us started there, and it's great that you—it's great, isn't it? I mean, it's great that you shared the, the history of the name and released something that, that not everyone knows. But I imagine you and Mike are busy. I see you working like me, thirty hours a day, which is impossible, and eight days a week, which is also impossible. But that's what I tell everyone I do. It's not necessarily true, but but I believe it is in my mind. Um, when you have downtime, when you switch off, what does Dina get up to? Well, first of all, I don't think I ever switch off. And it's, um, I'm actually not proud of this feature and this, this sort of um, trait that I do have. But unfortunately, in the majority of times, I do not switch off. So Mike gets my emails um, literally at 11.30 p.m. Or he gets my emails at like 7 in the morning on a Sunday. Um, sometimes it's text messages if, um, if I really want to be quite annoying. Um, 
So, um, I mean, I, you, you remind me of someone in this room, um, and it reminds me very much of myself. If you go out there and you speak to Holly Lara or even Callum here, they will regularly wake up to an email from me or a, or a crazy idea about a, something we're going to do a video about, or you know, I've got an idea on this recruitment project. And they and they've kind of just got used to it now because I don't I don't send the messages because I want them to reply. It's like a brain dump. It's like I've got this idea. I need to share it with someone. So so Mike must be. I bet he has his phone on silent. He's thinking, oh no, not again, not again. Or- so I was um, in the beginning of our journey. It was um, it was more sort of intense. So the whole team was receiving my messages and texts and emails uh, in all sorts of inappropriate timing. Now I am more sensible. I'm at least I'm trying to be more sensible. But well, on, still... a, on a scale of one to ten, Dina, with ten being really sensible and one being completely unsensible, where would you score yourself? I guess I'd be at four. Okay. I'm still yeah. I'm still trying, yeah. so I'm trying hard, and um, but then I guess I'm um, I'm quite obsessed with making this a success, even a bigger success than it is at the moment. So we are still at the beginning of our journey. So you know when I have these crazy ideas about something, or when I have a thought, um, I have to share it with Mike. Sometimes um, it's my team, our team. Sometimes it's Mike, so it really depends. Hmm. Excellent. And let's talk about your interests in terms of health and fitness. How do you, how do you exercise the mind, Dina? How do you stay sharp? So um, I'm a big believer that... So, so going back to your previous question, yeah. um, I cannot switch off. Yeah. At least I'm, I'm trying to switch off, but sometimes I cannot switch off. But I'm a big believer in sports, and that is one of the ways for me to sometimes help switch off or not switch off, but clear my head. Um, so I do different things. Yeah. So I do um, Pilates. I really love that, and I believe that's, um, that's very good for mind and mm. body. I do play tennis. Callum's plays so. tennis. You should have a game with doubles. Okay. Yeah. When I'm gonna get much better, yeah. definitely. <laughs> so yes, and um, where do you play tennis? Hampstead. Uh, next to yes, next yeah. to my house. Very fortunately, I have a tennis club next to my house, so um, I do play tennis there. I have a coach, so I don't play with anyone at the moment, but I have a tennis. So coach. Dina, are you a serve and volley or are you a baseline, double handed? Give me. That's a very bad question, Peter, yeah. because I'm still learning. You're still learning. Okay. Yes, so I'm afraid I cannot answer this yeah. question. Who's your favourite tennis player? So I think I wouldn't surprise you by saying Federer or yeah. Murray or, yeah. you know, all these mm. sort of famous guys. So, um, yeah, so that's tennis, that's Pilates. And then when I have str- particularly stressful days or stressful time, I would go spinning. So spinning is something that um, changes your energy around. So while Pilates is quite um, calm and relaxed sports and tennis is quite, um, um, it's, for me, it's quite, it's quite difficult because I'm learning. I'm, I'm not enjoying it as of yet. So spinning is something that switches 
you off and then uh, switches me off and then allows me to get rid of the energy. I'm not sure she's the beginner she says she is. I think she could be a bit like the Venus and Serena so, sisters, you know. No, I don't not know. yet. Not, not yet. yet not, not yet, but that determination's there, isn't it? You know? The determination. I'm going to hit 100 that... balls until I get this serve perfectly. I can just see you doing that. The determination is there, yes. Yeah, that's good. So that gives that gives you a healthy mind, that gives you a fit, it gives you that healthy, fit lifestyle that t- transcends itself into the business world, doesn't it? Because you need that to make to for clarity of thought speed of decisions you need to be in a good place um you spoke to me before we come on air about you know the importance of productivity and you wanted to share some some secrets in terms of how you how you plan your month your quarter your years didn't you so should we go into that now um yeah um it's not really me wanting to share anything it's more of a um it was more of a me sharing with you the yeah. way we do business with Mike. So yeah. we um, obviously we talk and see each other pretty much on a daily basis. But um, is he sick of once, you yet? Um, I don't think so. No? Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so um, we get together for. So obviously there is um, the, there are general meetings that we have, general sort of conversations, and there are strategic thinking that needs to be put in every in any um, organization. So we get together um, on a strategic level, we get together once a quarter and we have something in place um, which is both uh, business wise and personal wise. So we have a plan for next quarter. So um, and it's it's basically a big spreadsheet. It's printed out and it's it's all about basically long story short it's all about what we want to achieve in the next quarter and putting that into weeks so um you know both personal and business wise and then we um in personal wise we just literally put down everything we want to do to achieve to take care of to sort and then we spread it into weeks and that makes that helps us to clear our head and make sure that we concentrate on the important bits and business wise um, that that looks quite different from the personal mm. plan for next quarter so the business one consists of big rocks yep. and then the small rocks so big rocks are the the, the big um, issues um, or concerns or decisions plans that need to be taken care of on the first place and then goes the um go the small rocks that also needs to be taken care of just for the benefit and there might be some of my connections there might be some of my listeners who don't know what your business does doesn't know how your company trades doesn't know how you operate in a couple of minutes just bring that to life for us tell us who wonder builds are what you do who you do it for and anything else you want to include as well so basically, um, in short, we um, we supply roofing and insulation materials to merchants. We only deal with independents. So here, your builders, merchants, timber merchants, plastic merchants, um, roofing merchants, and uh, we also supply to uh, buying groups. So that's your independents and buying groups. We do not currently deal with um, with uh, nationals. So our approach to business and supply chain was always uh, B2B. So we only deal with merchants. We do not um, go direct. 
to their customers yeah. so um and that's something that merchants do really appreciate i'm an ex-merchant okay so i'm an ex-builders merchant and i wasn't a national so you might not have sold to me me, me in this, this model but one of the things that used to infuriate me as a sales director is when i'd be have to have my sales team or managers in a room and a manufacturer would be in front of me and they want us to take their products into stock they want us to do deals they want us to to support them and then I'd go and see a developer or a house builder and I'd find out they've cut me out and they've, they've gone direct. So I'm like, what? That's, you can't have both. So you've, you've kept that all the way through, haven't you? Because you said that to me years ago, that was going to be your approach, your route to market. That's correct. And I have to um, give the credit to Mike. That was originally Mike's vision. And then um, I wasn't quite on board with that um, six years ago, but... After that, I sort of realized that that's very, very important. And that's quite significant um, in terms of, you know, when merchants m yeah. take, make, you know, make decisions on whether to deal with you or not. Mm -hmm. That's that's crucial for them. And um, we like the business model so far. Yeah. It proved to be working really nicely. So we don't want to change it. Good. And uh, yeah, so we deal with independence. We supply roofing and insulation materials. Um, some of those materials are produced locally. Some of them are produced in Europe. Some of them are produced in Russia. So we just make sure that we offer the best uh, possible um, materials for the best possible price. So the price and quality ratio has to be there. So um, yeah, the quality is non-negotiable. Um, and the price has to be right. So I guess um, we've managed to do it um, in the right manner. Fantastic. For many years, the hiring process in KBB and construction supplies has remained static. That is, until now. Boyne Jones Video is quickly transforming the historical and somewhat boring approach to recruitment often seen in our sectors. The introduction of video software built and specifically designed for the recruitment process is revolutionising the way forward-thinking employers attract and engage new staff. Working with Foyne Jones will give you the access to the best candidates, improve pre-screening, reduce your time to hire and save you money. Video is the future of recruitment. It's so much more powerful than a CV. Visit foynejones.com for all the details. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do. Let's talk about when we first met now. Let's go back in time. Do you remember that? I came to Wembley and then we met around Gatwick and you were looking at taking on taking on your first member of staff. Do you remember that? I actually do remember and I have to um, say thank you once again because the uh, the first our first employee whose name whose name is Morris, he's still with us and you were the one who managed to get him on board. Um, How long guess, ago was that? I, I think it was six years ago. Six around years six, ago. Around six years ago. I was young then, so, Callum. I was I was in shape. I was running marathons. So yes. Yeah, so um, you've actually managed to do that against all odds, and uh, he's still with us. And uh, I just wanted to say thank oh. you. You've done um, you've done a great job back then. Thank you for mentioning Morris from and and that time six years ago, and and it's you know. I, he was a gentleman. Yeah, he was an absolute pleasure to work with, and I had no doubt he would be successful. 
But who would imagine, Dignan, that, that when we first met, we met that a couple of times, we started working with you, that six, seven years later, you'd be sitting in the studio here at Foy Jones and we'd be getting you on our podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was back then. No, I don't think we did. And also, we couldn't. I couldn't personally imagine because we didn't have any vision for the future back then. We were so, um, we were just so obsessed with making it um, something, with making sure that we take the business yeah. off. And we start, you know, we get our first sale, we get some products in, and it's just so we wouldn't really plan ahead. So, you know, mm. so... Um, so let, let's take that journey, right, to where you are now. What would you say, Dina, has been the, the biggest challenge you've had to overcome? So mine were... Um, managing the team and the activities of our team so because um i don't i'm not sure some people quite appreciate the challenge we've gone through and how difficult this whole thing was because first of all the mentality is different so because we come from a different mentality the mentality of english people is different so that's the first bit of the of the of the whole challenge called the the team management and the activities of the team management so the mentality is different so we had to work you know around the the mentality of english people we could not dictate you know come in this country and dictate our own mentality so the mentality was first then culture culture is very different yeah. so we had to um, overcome the culture um, and then i guess because this was our first job we did not have bosses we did not have managers we did not have any any role models to look up to so we had to come up with our own but we had to come up with our own on the way as yeah. we go so that was quite difficult and then i guess the leadership um, part of it so um the leaders we are today is quite different way of you know leading the organizations you cannot be the same type of leader today you were um five years ago or ten years ago so you have you know you have to be empowering you have to be inspiring and i guess um the leadership um today is facing is the most difficult probably leadership you know of all the years because um it's a very very difficult task to lead the organization people and be a driving force because you have to balance a lot of things and i guess it's um quite quite a difficult task nowadays dina thank you so much let's be honest finding a new job is hard for everyone it can be scary exciting and frankly at times terrifying which is why Foyn Jones have introduced our Time for Change services. Working with our team of industry-specific recruiters will improve all aspects of your job search, giving you the confidence to showcase yourself in a crowded environment. Our specialist services include employability workshops, one-to-one -one career coaching, CV clinics, social media strategy, personal branding, and video introductions to target employers. With prices ranging from just £150, there is a specialist support available for everyone. So if you feel that now is your time for change, visit foynjones.com and begin a process that will change your life for the better. We are Foyne Jones and this is what we do. So Dina, you, you, you've brought your personality, Mike's background to life. We, we've learned now about when Wonderpill started, where it is now. 
and what the future will be. I want to talk to you about sharing some of the, some of the secrets of your success with others. I'm involved with lots of different businesses and their leadership teams are working really hard to improve the female presence around their boards, around senior management in, in different positions. How do you how have you found that working as a female in a pretty much male driven environment? Yes, I have to agree that uh, male driven environment and uh, we still have uh, the majority of uh, men working within our industry. However, I have to say um, pretty honestly that I felt and I still feel very comfortably working and I don't feel that I am any different from any other people working in the industry, whether they are male or female. So I don't feel any different um, um, attitude, treatment, behaviors towards me. But, that's, but I guess that's my own experience. I can't talk um, for other women. So. so let's take that question slightly differently then, Dina. What do you think the industry that you work in and you're having success in could do to be more inclusive, to, to encourage more diversity in leadership positions? What, what could we be doing differently? So I guess this is something that we are discussing in every single roundtable, every single meeting, every time we uh, meet up with our friends um, who are managers as well and leaders. And um, leaders don't just come up out of nowhere, right? So they are going through, they, they are basically um, growing and then they are, they are becoming the leaders. So my, my view, and that's my personal view, is that we can either attract a diverse crowd and grow them into leaders, or we can, as well as, I guess. So there are two components of that. So we, the first component is we can attract diverse crowd and grow them into leaders. And the second component is to grow the current talents into the leadership yeah into the you know within from within the industry so, so, so identify people that become leaders and stars in the future and actually put a plan in place to and a pathway to give them that chance of success yeah i guess so and um my uh, my biggest belief is something uh which is um which has proven to be working really well and it's 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 mentorship so I do, I'm, I'm a big believer in mentorship. So if you can imagine, um, if we take um, all the managers and all the yeah. leaders of our industry, and if they will take one, each of them, they will take one person as a mentee, that will literally transform the industry. Yeah. I'm a great believer in Have that. Have you got a mentor? I do, you yes, do? Okay. I actually do. And uh, that's why I'm a big believer in that because that actually does wonders and that really helps. I, I have two people in my life, that, well, three that I would say as mentors. One's my wife because she tells me, she runs everything I do really. But then in terms of my, my personal life, um, I, I've never known my dad, so I'm very, very close to my father-in-law and I look up to him in almost every single part of what he does, so he would be there. And then we had a guest, get quite emotional, but then we had a guest on the last series of the Floyd Jones Show, Mark Tanner. And when I was really young, Dina, when I was 18 years old, he said, like, I'm going to give you a chance to be a sales rep. You can go on the road in London. And I was a very young rep for Travis Perkins. I've not worked for Mark for 20-odd years now, but I still call him boss, and that's how important he is to me. So... He's, he's like a mentor to me as well, so it does make a difference. 
have you got a mentee? Are you doing that for someone at the moment? Um, no, the answer is no. I'm not doing that at the moment. No. But I guess if someone would um, approach me, would mm. contact me, um, someone younger, yeah. and say that they are at the beginning of, the, of their journey and they need help, they need support, they need advice, they need just, you know... I, I, think, I, I guess, think Callum's doing star jumps over there at the moment, you know, to try to try and get considered. I guess, yeah, I guess I will definitely, yeah. um, definitely consider that. But you have to also understand that you cannot just um, have a mentor. You need yeah. to be we. You need to be willing to uh, to learn, to embrace the advice, to embrace the change, and and then just do, do your job as well. It's do quite your hard part actually because sometimes you'll get you'll be told to do things differently, or you'll be you'll be challenged, and, yeah. and you can actually take quite, you can get quite offended. Like, whoa, you know, hold on, I think I know right, but yeah. maybe you do, but this is a different angle on it. So, so for you as a female, you've not had any issues. You've just driven on and you've you've overcome everything and you've been treated fairly and equally which is great because i hear the horror stories of of people in construction suppliers and manufacturing merchants in kbb where that's perhaps not always been the same on the journey but i do believe the world's changing and i think we're getting better at it um but yeah just if i can just stop you right here um i'm just i can only speak for myself and um you know, because I haven't had anything, it doesn't mean other women haven't had any challenges and obstacles. But I guess um, one of the explanations would be uh, because I come from the um, from Euro- from Eastern Europe, which um, was part of the USSR. So in the in those part um, in that part of the world, we have a very big amount of women in leadership positions. Yeah. So I have grown looking up at all these women who are running banks, who are running NGOs, who are running multiple organizations. So I had that picture. And also my mother was running uh, the company alongside my father. So my mother was a um, sort of a role model for me. So I grew up thinking that if you work hard, you know, and anything you set your mind to, you can achieve. So I guess when I came to this country, I didn't know of the existence of the glass ceiling. So maybe yeah. that also helped. Yeah. I cannot say, but maybe just it just just you know all these factors together. So. That's brilliant. So one one last question on that: If you was going back to the beginning of your career, you know that 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 first sort of business meeting with Mike, when you said, you know, we we're gonna make this happen. This is this is our idea. What what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, I don't know. I think the advice to my younger self. Mm. That's I think anything you can achieve anything you set your mind to and um definitely to read more books more i do read a lot of books but to read even more books um and to read write books and um that hard work eventually pays off it does 100 percent and um that there is no place for laziness, I guess. And uh, but these are general advices that I would give to younger generations yeah. who want to achieve something. There is definitely no place for laziness and um, below the line, you know, the excuses and and all the other you know things that we use to sort of say why we didn't achieve what we wanted to achieve. So these are general, generic sort of advices. Thank you very much, Dana. 
Dealer, we've, 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 we've listened to your advice about your younger self and advice to people in the industry. I just want to talk about you and Mike a little bit because Mike's not lucky enough to be here today. You've, you've snuck out without him, um, and I'm sure he'd have a different position. He'd have a different slant on some of the some of the some of the things we've spoken about, which is why you probably work or why you work so well together. Um, I want to learn about what's non your non negotiables, as you call them. They're important to you and Mike, aren't they? Um, yeah, they they are. So we have. Um... So the way we lead the organization, the way we work together with Mike, we have, um, you know, um, through a lot of interviews, I got to learn that Steve Jobs, he was, um, he had his set of, um, obviously, he was quite easy, easy, easy on, on some, some things, but there were some non-negotiables that he believed, truly believed that every leader of the organization has to have. And every single employee needs to know that they are non-negotiables. So we, I sort of learned it, learned that from the interviews I've um, I've watched, and um, so our non-negotiables with Mike, uh, within the whole organization, which obviously comes from us and down to the whole organization, is um, honesty, uh, proactiveness, and result orientation. And these are absolutely non-negotiables for us. So there is no um, further conversation if this is not present. And also um, organizational culture. So we all know, um, I'm sure we all know that um, culture, it's strategy for breakfast every day. So basically this is like you get what you tolerate. And we, under no circumstances, we allow to newcomers to new employees uh, to either stretch our culture or sabotage it. So um, we tend to, um, we cannot tailor the organization to the needs, not to the needs, but we cannot tailor the organization to the newcomers. The newcomers has to sort of, it has to be vice versa. And, um, you know, when a few people stood in a way of, we have we have our great vision to what we want to have to what we want to achieve and when the people are staying standing on the way of that we we talk to them we give them plenty of time to get on board with our vision with the way we work with our agendas and everything and you know ultimately if people don't want to embrace it um we're very clear that there are a lot of that there, there are a few retirement parties Unfortunately, oh, happening. I, I, and, um, I, like, I like the non-negotiables. You know, honesty, proactiveness, being results-driven. Um, you're completely right. Culture eats strategy for breakfast all day long. Um, when you go come out of here, when you walked in the doors, if you looked onto one of them, we've got lots of boards and we write on lots of walls in our offices. But on the left, there is a there's there's a there's a there's a journey, and that journey takes you through the culture and the ethics and the values I believe in here at Foy Jones. And they give lots of empowerment. They encourage lots of proactiveness and creativity. But that hard work ethic is is consistent around that. And uh, it's something I believe in. I've got it. I've literally got it. Put, I've shown it to you on the way out. It's on the wall. So it is powerful. Um, that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you.
dealer. Love talking about non-negotiables. Mike's missing from this episode. He's not been able to join us. I've met Mike quite a few times. I like his personality. He's very powerful in his viewpoint sometimes. And, you know, he's working towards that objective all the time. I remember that from all of our conversations. Um, there'll be listeners and there'll be our connections that won't have had that experience. So, so tell us about Mike. You know, bring Mike to life. So, I guess... Um... When I talk about Mike, um, I want to always stress out that we are quite lucky to be working together. And uh, I truly do believe that. And I really hope that he believes the same. <laughs> so um, If he doesn't, he'd be, be on the phone straight away, I would have thought. But, yes, uh, possibly. I'm sure he does. So um, I, I am quite blessed that I have a business partner like Mike with um, high integrity honesty, um, right set of values and principles that um, are actually mirroring mine. And um, the hard work that he puts in, I think, uh, you know, same amount of hard work as me. And also um, the work ethics is always there. And, um, you know, we, we agree on a lot of things. We disagree on a lot of things. We we argue sometimes when it's required. Um, sometimes we argue even harder, but I guess that all of that makes us, you know, better leaders. And uh, that brings, you know, uh, only the best out of us. And also, um, I think our, you know, our vision is that um, a lot of leaders sitting in leadership positions, they look only in a telescope, you know, yeah. and look looking at the bigger picture. Our beliefs are looking in the telescope and also in the microscope and only by combining these two visions pictures this is what we believe in um helps helps running the organization more productively and efficiently of course we do have a lot of sacrifices and trade-offs but um to to summarize mike um um, he has an amazing personality i'm quite blessed i work with him and um, our, if, if we can put it in one um, sentence yeah. so that people understand our approach to work is from, um, what is it? Is it Alice in Wonderland? Could it's, be. Yeah, the, the book, yeah, Alice in Wonderland, yeah. by yeah. Lewis Carroll. Yeah, Lewis Carroll, Alice in yeah. Wonderland. Yeah. So Alice in Wonderland. So he said something along the lines of... It's the main tea party. In the, no, that's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, cool. so I'm with you. He, I'm said, with you. he said something along the lines that we must run as fast as we can just to stay in place yeah and if we wish to go anywhere we must run as you know twice as fast so this was our sort of a motto mine and mike's so we share that as well fantastic fantastic and mike's got married recently hasn't he yes he, he did has. he got married he has a beautiful wife they live in I'm not sure I can disclose where they live in. I, I know but, where um, it is. It's just over the bridge from where I'm from. So I know yes. where it is. But we'll so, leave it there. We won't yes. give his postcode and doorhouse yes. out. It's so all right. He we'll did. keep that there. He got married yeah. and uh, they, he's happily married. So I'm very happy for him. Fantastic. Mike, hope you enjoy the podcast.
So, Dina, you listen to the show. Everyone knows that as well as talking about business and recruitment, I like to bring football and sport and people's interests into the into the episode. You've spoke about your tennis or your beginning of your tennis career, which I'm sure is going to get better and better, and you're you're spinning your Pilates. But I've heard this this rumor, Dina, that you've been watching a bit of football lately. Yes, I was actually a Tottenham supporter for um, quite a while now. Yeah. And uh, I'm very proud of our new stadium. I'm very proud of our um, amazing players, which... Um, Who's your doing... favourite Tottenham player? Well, I guess I wouldn't surprise you saying that it's Harry Kane. Harry Kane. But I guess, I guess all of them are great guys. Um, all the rest of the team are well, really, really great guys. Me and Callum were sitting here hoping you'd say, oh, it's Ryan Sessegnon, the player they signed from Fulham. But Harry Kane is the England captain. Um, he is the record goal scorer. He is, yes. he is a good player. I'm sorry, guys, for yeah. um, forgetting one of your um, favourites. On board with us. Uh, I'm can, really sorry. It can happen. Um, so did you did you go to the old Tottenham Stadium or just the new Tottenham Stadium? So I I was going quite a lot to the old yeah. Tottenham Stadium, and to the new one. Um, I've just been uh, once or twice. So I I'm I'm very proud of um, of the amazing yeah. setup that we have there. It's it's quite amazing, and I think it will be you know it will help us win. Mm. And also with the changes mm. that we've recently had, uh, Pochettino going and then um, ex-Chelsea manager joining so and the coach. So I think um, we have very bright future. So let's uh, let's see. And your last visit, I think you said to, to Tottenham, wasn't that enjoyable? Was it the Champions League game you went to? Uh, yes, I went to the game. So it was um, it was quite funny. So um, apparently there are a lot of Tottenham supporters within the industry. Yeah. And uh, so um, I was sitting next to my customer. And then a few rows behind was sitting another customer of mine. So I was literally um, sort networking of at the football. networking yeah. on, on a football game. However, it was the Tottenham Bayern Munich game. Ouch. And it was yeah. um, a big ouch. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was a very, very big stress, uh, stressful time. And then obviously with the score, being Bayern Munich scoring seven goals, um, on the next day, Mike, my business partner, uh, brought me a bottle of Seven Up. Just to, <laughs> good yeah, touch, just Mike. To, good touch. Just to cheer me up. Good touch, uh, Dina. That is the life of a football fan. It's the hope that destroys you. It's it's a lifetime of misery, misery with a little bit of support. And you know you're following a good team. It was interesting to change your manager. Let's hope they have a good season. I really hope so. Dina, thanks so much for joining us today. I've got to ask, do you like the lovely town of Lewis? Peter, thank you so much for having me today. Thank you so much for doing this. And I think that brings a lot of value into the industry. Talking about Lewis, that's my first time in Lewis. And I think it's just a lovely, cute place where I will definitely come back. 
Lewis is like a Charles Dickens book. It's like a fairy tale. It's like a place that time forgot. People talk to each other. Uh, there's 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 a kind of community there. It can be a bit quirky. You know, there's a there's a down from London set. I'm one of them. You know, I moved here ten years ago from Fulham, West London to Lewis, and uh, I I really like the area. So we're lucky. We've got nice offices. We can we can have fun here. We can work, rest, and play. But you know what? You got the train down as long as you're in the right part of the train, Dina. Because I know you nearly ended up in Hove, didn't you? Um, that's but, that's what that was quite unexpected. Yeah, she, 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 she didn't get the split of the train right, Callum. Yeah, but yeah, but, was... but if you get on the right half of the train, we're only an hour away from central London. It's a beautiful part yeah. of the world. Thank you for coming down. I honestly mean this, Dina. I think you've been one of the guests, best guests we've ever had on the podcast. Peter, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and absolutely nailed it all the way through. So. Thank you for having me and thank you for considering me for obviously a guest as a po- uh, for a podcast. And uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. I believe you're bringing a lot of value to a lot of businesses. Thank you, Dana. So keep doing what you're doing. We will try. We've got one more thing to ask of you before you go. All right. I want you to imagine, Dina, you're at Wembley Stadium. You're in the middle of the pitch. or No, you're, you're at New Tottenham Stadium. All of our listeners, they're, they're in the stands around you, they're in all the rows, and you've got 30 seconds to f- close this podcast. What would you like to end the show telling us about you and Wonder Builds? Uh, well, I guess um, I don't need really 30 seconds. So I just want to say that if you want, if you need, ever need high quality roofing and insulation materials, you know where to find me. Or if you don't, you can ask Peter. I will point them in the right direction, Dina. Dina, you've been a brilliant guest. Thank you for coming on the Point Point Jones Show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foyne Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.